Today, I'm taking it to the streets to give people the good news. Oh, excuse me. Hello. I'm Flo from Progressive. And did you know... No, I'm just waiting for the bus. So then you have time to hear about how with HomeQuote Explorer, you can check if you're paying too much for home insurance. Yeah, if I was interested in talking to you, which I'm not. Okay, I'll do the talking and you just check if you can be saving, which is going to be pretty hard to do if you... Put on your headphones. Okay. See if you're paying too much for home insurance with HomeQuote Explorer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, North Swing, but are you this? Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. We got a lot to talk about today, <laughs> including, of course, Apple announcing the iPhone 12 and having it be literally, not figuratively, literally everything we've been talking about since what feels like 1997, because I swear 2020 started all the way back in 1997. This is officially the longest year ever, and I wish it would end already, but we're getting closer. Speaking of wonderful things in 2020, Oculus Quest 2 buyers find themselves banned when linking Facebook account. You see, the Oculus Quest 2, it turns out the built-in AI already knows that you are in fact terrible and don't deserve nice things because you have a Facebook account and therefore bans you ahead of time Because the Oculus Quest 2 is just that intelligent. I kid, of course, but I wish I wasn't, because that would be amazing. It apparently has something to do in regards to the anti-hacking mechanisms built into the decaying corpse of Oculus being consumed by Facebook. It might be an allergic reaction to the Oculus crew quickly finding everything they know and love being dissolved into the amalgamation that is Facebook. But I mean, if you were like me and you absolutely hate what has become of Oculus and hate the fact that Facebook has just decided that everything you know and love about Oculus needs to go away and has broken every single promise that Facebook has made when it came to Oculus, which then caused people like me to say, I told you so. Then hey, look at this. It's another reason why not get the Oculus Quest 2. And you know what? Yeah, I wouldn't get the Oculus Quest 2. I'm not going to tell you to spend your money, but uh, no. I'm not going to support Facebook and their wonderful behavior of breaking promises and also breaking everyone who used to work for Oculus. Speaking of Facebook doing odd things, Facebook has all of a sudden now decided to decided to crack down on people posting about the QAnon conspiracy. In addition, Twitter was also doing this, and now new YouTube is also cracking down on the QAnon conspiracy. 
Now, while Facebook and Twitter are taking a rather frightening, you shouldn't have done that sort of approach and just straight up deleting posts and banning users. Because, you know, when bans are done automatically through algorithms, only good things happen. YouTube, I think, is taking the more responsible approach. And they did this eventually with the COVID-19 YouTube videos as well. Where if the algorithm detects that you are talking about a conspiracy theory like QAnon, it will instead post links to current accurate information regarding the conspiracy theory. Now, I talked about this in a uh, early bird briefing earlier in the week, or if you're listening to this, you know, when it airs on Monday, last week. And I kind of went into detail about why now. It seemed like a bizarre thing. Well, the reason being is that apparently hard believers in the conspiracy are promoting violence. As far as I know... At the time of recording this, granted, I have not done research into this because my head hurts enough as it is just from dealing with the year that is 2020. I do not believe that violence has actually been done in the name of QAnon. But uh, let, let me just put it this way. I don't care. What conspiracy theory you believe in? I don't care what your beliefs are. Violence bad. I think I would hope. I would hope this goes without saying. That also being said, the um the rather aggressive censorship of information on Twitter and Facebook, though, is uh, very, very worrying. In fact, there is proposals from the FCC currently to try and not have Twitter and Facebook just decide that that anyone can post whatever they want, but also they can control everything. Because... All these social media platforms are trying to dance this thin line. They're trying to say, you know, we're a public forum. You should absolutely be able to post whatever you want. But if you post whatever you, whatever. Oh, yeah. And the whole point of that is so that they can be protected. From, say, someone posting something dumb. Like, say, if I go on Twitter and say I am the best Twitch streamer in the whole world. And then when people find out that I am but, but, a, but a weenie in a little corner of Twitch, they can't go and sue Twitter for posting misinformation. But at the same time, if Twitter goes and I post that same thing and they decide that's defamatory and they delete my post, that goes against the whole line of being a public forum. So the FCC is pushing forward to have the line clearly drawn 
rather than the social media networks just constantly bouncing back and forth. That is going to be an interesting story to follow after the elections because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, no politician is going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Frickin' how many weeks the election? Oh yeah, two. Because our early in-person voting actually starts here in Wisconsin literally right when this podcast airs right on monday but i'm getting more political than i like to let's instead talk about how google has no idea what they're doing google had announced a while back they were going to end google play music this was the service that they had that was to compete with itunes Well, if there's one thing you know about Google, they have a very bad habit of just deciding that services just should stop existing. You know, it's kind of what we've been saying about Stadia, that just one day, Stadia's going to be gone. And yes, we're still waiting for Stadia to just spontaneously stop existing And I'll be perfectly honest, what's happening to the Play Music Store is exactly why we are 100% certain Stadia is not going to be a thing at the very latest by 2022. I'll just say it right now. If Stadia is actually still a thing on January 1st, 2023, I don't know what I'll do. But I will be stunned. I don't know. What what could I do? I'd say eat a hat, but we all know that that's a figure of speech that will never happen. Plus, I don't own a hat. Actually, I do. It just needs to be cleaned. It is a dirty hat. I digress, though. The point is that Google Play Music is no longer be around. And this includes its features, such as being able to stream music to Google smart speakers. This is actually a freaking problem. When you're out there, you are trying to rebrand your smart speakers to be like this new hub. You're calling it the nest. And now you're no longer going to have the ability to actually use Google Play Music on it. So what? You're just not going to get any music? Oh, ho, ho, ho. You see, someone in the chat already knows where I'm going with this. Because they listen to the early bird briefing that airs at 4 a.m. every single day. On wherever you found this podcast. It's because... The goal is to push over to Google's new music service, YouTube Music, an app that has been in the works for a very long time and actually honestly has been around for some time now. But this gets even better because 
in a very Google <laughs> in very Google fashion, YouTube music is not fully supported on Google platforms. In fact, here's a fun one for you. YouTube music works on the Apple Watch, but not on Google's own Wear OS platform. Wear OS, if you don't know, and if you don't know, this isn't a shot at you. I literally don't blame you. Wear OS is Google's own smartwatch ecosystem. In fact, almost nobody uses it. Here, let's actually be a fun one. I'm actually going to go ahead and check. Can I get YouTube music on my Galaxy or my Samsung Galaxy or no, Galaxy, no, Samsung Gear S3, I think's my watch. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's it, my app's not updated, but I dig. Anyway. So Google's in the process of killing their own service and the service that's replacing it isn't even fully ready yet. And you might be wondering why. Well, I'd like to present to you to this article from the visualcapitalist.com. And I want to stress this is their research. This is not my this is not my own research. This is their research. And this is the most recent version of this research. It is in fact the research of how long it takes for a single song to be streamed for the record label to earn a dollar. And I want to stress because of the way music works, the money goes to the record label that owns the rights to the music. And then the record label pays the artist a chunk of that. On Napster. Yes, Napster is still around. Napster is actually in the lead by paying out an average of 1.9 cents per stream, which means you need roughly 53 streams to earn $1. On Tidal, you know that uh, streaming service that no one uses that was by artists for artists you earn 1.25 cents per stream. So that takes about 80 80 streams to earn $1. On Apple Music, they pay out 0.735 cents, so not even a penny per stream. So 136 streams are needed to earn $1. Google Play Music, the music service that's on its way out, by the way, 0.676 0.676 cents per stream that is that which then requires 147 streams to earn $1 Deezer which I still think our podcast is on it I'm not I'm still not sure I didn't actually look um zero uh, you it is 0.64 cents per stream 
which takes about 156 streams to earn $1. Spotify, 0.437 cents per stream, which comes out to about 229 streams to earn $1. Amazon Music, 0.402 cents per stream, so it takes about 249 streams to earn $1. On Pandora, and they specify here that is the premium tier of Pandora, the research paper does not say how much on non-premium tiers Pandora pays out, but they pay out 0.133 cents per stream, so 752 streams are needed to earn $1. On YouTube, though... 0.069 nice cents per stream bringing it to 1,449 streams to earn $1 on YouTube now to be clear this research from Visual, visual capitalist is fairly old. This was done. This research was done a little over a year ago, and things might have changed. However, because well, the YouTube Music app is completely brand new, we don't exactly have any sort of new numbers to go with. This is the best we got, which then kind of starts painting the picture that the sole reason Google Play Music is going away is because there are much higher margins to make doing all the music through YouTube, which makes things even more awkward Because I don't know if you realize this, but uh, if you were hoping to use some kind of family plan for your music, you can't do that with YouTube. Because remember how YouTube now cannot be for kids? Remember that whole thing? I forgot what the... What the uh, I forgot what the act was that forced them to to say, "Hey, you know, you you n- no no you, you you video not for kid." But because of that, you can't have YouTube Music family plans. That makes us really really awkward, and kind of makes you wonder, what are you going to be doing? But it's okay, because you can still use Google search and hum out a music track that's stuck in your head and get a tune. Yay. There actually was a track that was stuck in my head for a while that I couldn't name anything of. And now it's gone. Now that I found out this exists. And it's going to drive me nuts now. That there's just that one track that was stuck in my head forever. 
And now I can't even hum it out because it's it's gone. It's gone forever. We're going to take a break here, but the Google News isn't done yet. Oh, no. Because after this, we get to talk about Google Chrome. Oh, and are there is there some juicy stuff regarding Google Chrome? You went online to switch your car insurance to Progressive so you could save money. But then you saw a friend request from an old summer camp buddy. And now here you are, clicking through photos of his kickball team from 2011. Hmm, looks like they won the championship that year. Then he moved to Tulsa. Oh, a new tattoo. Yes, they said it was easy to save hundreds on car insurance with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates National Average Savings by New Customer Survey who saved in 2019. That's the question that every social media platform has for itself. Welcome back. Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Here is a frightening little headline if you are any of the big tech outlets EU targets big tech with hit list facing tougher rules oh boy yeah it's I mean on one hand it's not surprising like at all right like it's no secret that the EU has a hard on for regulating the ever loving heck out of Google and Apple and Facebook. But you know, the fact that they're now like being very much not subtle at all and just saying like, yeah, we're we're we're, we're after you. This is happening. Are you is uh, it's concerning. It is concerning to say the least. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And probably one of the more surprising things is that one of the targets is Google Chrome. We've kind of talked about the uh, concern about the ownership of the market that Google Chrome has. And uh, it has not gotten smaller. Well, that actually did dip down a couple of times here, but not by much. Pretty much in the world, there are four internet browsers of any real note. There's Google Chrome. There's Microsoft Edge. There's Mozilla Firefox. And then somehow, underline somehow, Internet Explorer is still out there in noticeable numbers. There is also Safari, but... Wow. It's not even on the browser market share map. Impressive. But this is in regards to desktop and laptop platforms. I'm willing to bet if you look at mobile, Safari actually has a decent chunk. But in any case... At the end of September, the share numbers are as follows. Google Chrome, 
69. Nice. Point nine four percent. Edge, eight point eight four percent. Firefox, seven point one nine percent. Internet Explorer, three point eight eight percent. And keep in mind, very soon, Microsoft Edge is going to just be Google Chrome. The new version of Edge, which if you have it, it looks like a wave crashing into itself with a green tip, is in fact Google Chrome powered. Specifically, it's powered under Chromium, which is why the Chrome share is so massive. Every other browser that runs on Chromium counts as a Chrome browser. So the U.S. Department of Justice and the EU, of course, is, is investigating to see should Google be forced to sell off the Chrome browser division. That's a very good question. I don't have the answer to that. The only thing I can really say is, uh, you know, maybe giving Firefox another look might not be the worst idea in the world. Maybe. Well, let's shift gears to uh, to a story that's both horrifying and hilarious. A new Call of Duty Modern Warfare patch will allow you to adjust the install size on PC by opting out of certain features to be installed. Now, those of us who are, I'd say fairly old school PC gamers will remember some games would let you control how much of the game you install. I specifically remember this with the old-school Command & Conquer Tiberian Sun and Command & Conquer Red Alert 2 games, specifically doing stuff like that. I think Red Alert 1 also did that. But man, it's been a while. You also had the option of whether you'd actually install it directly on the hard drive or require the disk every time. And then eventually they just had you require the disc every time because they were afraid you went and pirated it, you dirty, dirty pirate you. But I digress. Why has this feature reappeared? Well, I want you to guess. I want you to guess how big Call of Duty Modern Warfare can get when it is fully installed. Go on, guess. I mean, I can give you some hints. I mean, I know other games are like about 40, 50, sometimes 60 gigabytes. And those honestly are pretty big, all things considered. You know, maybe 70, 80. I mean, it's got to be up there, right? If they're giving you the option to reduce its size. How about 250 gigabytes? is what this blasted piece of bloated game can max out at. 
a quarter of a terabyte. That's obscene. Most gaming PCs are a terabyte on their own. And, you know, also keep in mind on that terabyte, you're losing about, oh, what would you say, 60 gigs to formatting? And then about another 25 gigs to the operating system? So really, you can only fit three Call of Duty Modern Warfares on there. If games continue to get this massive, I want you to think for a second. That poor little Xbox Series S you went and got that only has 512 gigabytes of internal storage. Just imagine. You could only fit one Call of Duty Modern Warfare on there before all of a sudden that's it. You're full. If games get keep getting that big, that super marked up memory stick we were talking about for the Xbox series, where it was like $200 for a terabyte, uh, yikes, big freaking yikes. Fairly soon, you're going to end up buying four games, $60 each, another $200 to go install all... You're basically going to be making freaking old-school Nintendo cartridges, but storing four gigs at a time, or four games on each stick at a time, if this continues. Holy cow! But in any case, if you're a Call of Duty fan, good news! You can reclaim some of your hard drive. Hopefully other games won't become this big. Yikes. Actually, that being said, I know I'm not a Call of Duty fan, and I usually just make fun of people who are who are very much into Call of Duty because you're basically playing the same game with basically 10% improvements every single time. But I gotta ask, on the most recent Call of Duty, are you really getting 250 gigs worth of game? Like, usually, as far as I know, all there is is the campaign, which is usually a solid 6 out of 10. The multiplayer that people usually play, which is then also full of people who want to bang my mom for some reason also all those people are 12 and then lately as far as I know this might have changed there's that horde mode and that's basically it is that worth 250 gigs I'm just saying, that's uh, a bit obscene. Microsoft, in a radically different note, is taking credit for uh, taking down a massive hacking operation that could have actually affected the U.S. elections. Oh, 
Thanks, I hate it. I, I don't hate the fact that uh, the hacking operation was taken down. Do not misunderstand me. I hate the fact that there was a hacking operation that had a very good chance of affecting the election. Uh, but it is news there. We talked about it. I, I, I am not looking forward to the week after the election. I really, really am not. Cause it's going to be full of stories like this about how everything, you know, is a lie. Kind of like how the Xbox elite controller was a complete lie for its joysticks suffered the exact same similar problem as the Nintendo Switch did. If you went ahead and shelled out the extra cash for an Xbox Elite controller, and we're talking the official one, not a uh, not a third-party one with a similar quality like I have. I actually do like my uh, Xbox One Elite controller knockoff. It's actually been rock solid. I love this thing. But I digress. These Elite Controller Series 2s are going to be having an extended warranty on them because the joysticks can drift. Whoops. So, uh... Yay! On top of that, by the way, because we have nothing better to do with our lives, apparently. There is also going to be a class action lawsuit against Microsoft for these controllers. All right, Microsoft, you have fun with that. You know what else, Microsoft? You can also have fun signing this deal with GameStop. Which is, uh, what? So for those who don't know, we, t- we talked briefly about the potential of this happening. Microsoft and GameStop are going to be partnering up. GameStop will be promoting the sales of uh, Microsoft products. In exchange, GameStop will be getting a cut of the digital sales from Microsoft. Now, the cut is expected. We actually don't know for certain because, of course, GameStop's not going to tell anyone and Microsoft's not going to tell anyone because neither of them are stupid. But it is speculated that the cut of the revenue is only going to be about 1%. But if you're GameStop and you're trying to figure out how to not die, you're going to take any break you can get. And realistically, this could be very interesting. It's not said what else GameStop would have to do, but I want you to think about something for a second. All right. Think with me. Microsoft actually had their own dedicated stores for their hardware. And in fact, 
the game of Microsoft making their own hardware has not gone away. And I'm not just talking about the Xbox series, we can't name a product to save our lives. I'm talking about the Microsoft Surface line. The Surface tablets are still going very strong. The Surface laptops also going respectably strong. The same thing with the desktop, which I can't remember what the name of it is off the top of my head. Actually, the the Surface uh, all-in-one hasn't gotten an update recently, has it? But now they also have the Surface Duo, their uh, their Android phone that is uh, yeah, it's it's not a good buy right now. But I am interested to see what the second gen is going to be. Second gen actually could be amazing, especially if they get that cost down. There is also another Surface dual screen device coming out that's going to be running Windows 10X. We're still waiting on that. What if GameStop is used to sell those devices? What if GameStop ends up being a branch of the old Microsoft stores? It could give GameStop the breath of fresh air they need. And it gives Microsoft a chance to get their products and their unique designs back out into the walking public's eye. Granted, that's not going to pay off until I would say. What, 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 would, what would you guys think? Um, spring of 2021, early summer of 2021. I think we're going to finally want to go and walk into a store again. I'm very curious to see where this is going. I mean, GameStop in general, as of lately, as GameStop has realized (laughs) I'm in danger and also hired on, of all people, Reggie. It's been very curious to see where GameStop was going to go. Heck, there was even talks about GameStop going into retro. Still waiting to see that. Granted, they started making that moves and then the virus TM moved in and ruined everyone's plans everywhere. So we'll see how that goes down the road. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we have all the Apple news for all to enjoy. After first, we talk about the stupid trial between Apple and Epic that everyone wishes would just be over already. All right, we've got lucky caller number four, Marcus, on the line. If he answers this question, he wins a new car. Let's do this. Okay, for a new car, name the only actor to appear in... And now a message from our sponsor. With 24-7 support and quick and easy claims, Progressive protects what matters most. Progressive. 
films all in the same year. Wait, sorry, I, I didn't hear the question. Three seconds, Marcus. Yeah, no, but there was an ad in the middle. You didn't answer. Of the ad, but I didn't hear anything. Oh, Marcus, you dropped it in the dirt. Progressive. There's never a bad time for great protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired fitness celebrity Billy Blanks. Okay, everybody, our car just got a broken windshield. How about we blow off some steam? Now punch, now kick. Uh, Mr. Blanks, there's no need to be stressed. GEICO makes it easy to file a claim online, on the app, or over the phone. Yeah, but what if I never hear back? That's going to make me want to go jab and jab. Uh, nope. Your GEICO claims team is always there for you. Okay, do I still get my post-workout protein shake? Sure, Billy. GEICO, great service without all the drama. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So, the judge for the Apple versus Epic case has officially denied the request to force Fortnite back on the iOS app store. I swear, it feels like every other day I'm talking about how they want, they just want things to come out. Just freaking have the case already! Oh my god! It feels like I'm watching two schoolyard bullies have a slap fight with each other. And this slap fight is going on for nine weeks. Ugh. I can't wait until the case actually happens. By the way, not happening until spring of 2021. And by the time it starts happening, everyone, including myself, is going to be so freaking sick of it. That we're just going to be like, oh, good, that finally happened. Now I can go to bed. All right, moving on to other Apple news. Apple did officially unveil their iPhone 12 lineup, and the big headline feature is that all iPhone 12s are going to be 5G ready. They are going to have 5G built into them, which is actually surprising. It's not to say that Apple is the first to make a 5G phone. Far from it. We've actually been having 5G phones trickle out for the last year and a half. But it's the first time that Apple is embracing a new communication standard early. The thing is that 5G, first off, there's two standards to 5G. There is the normal wide area coverage that has a name that I forgot. And then there's the short range, super fast millimeter wave that, by the way, is pretty bad to rely on exclusively because it requires line of sight. It's also that millimeter wave technology that's so unique that lunatics believe it's the cause of everything they hate in life and tried to set fire to them 
when everyone was trying to find reasons to panic during the virus. Yeah, that's great, by the way. I love it. I don't love it. So it is actually interesting that Apple did decide early on to make their phones ready to support both standards, despite the fact that realistically, 5G is not really rolled out yet. Like, at all. Even T-Mobile that claims to be the first to have nationwide 5G, you look at the 5G map and... It's not even close. It's technically... They have it evenly speckled throughout the country. But that's about it. But basically, here's basically how to look at it. 5G wideband is going to be, I call it wideband, but it's it's something else. I forgot what it was, and I feel bad about that. That's going to be roughly double the speed of LTE-ish. Millimeter wave, though, that's the one that is going to be noticeably faster. Like to the point of giving you gigabit speeds if you're within range and have line of sight of a cell tower. Honestly, millimeter wave on cell phones, I think is going to be terrible. Where I think millimeter wave is going to shine, and I do mean shine, is doing things like Getting high-speed internet to houses, to apartment complexes without having to run new wires, without having to drill holes. For that sort of thing. In in stadiums, too, actually. I take that back. It can have some uses in it. But I see 5G, the millimeter wave spectrum, seeing much more mileage outside of smartphones but regardless the iphone 12 has it but that should not be the reason you get it what's is surprising to to us though is the new screen they're putting on it all of the iphone 12s are oled Previously, the iPhone 11s were LCD and the iPhone 12 or the iPhone 11 Pros were OLED. Now it's OLED across the board. The front glass has what Apple is calling a ceramic shield on the front, which means Jerry rig everything and his picks to determine how scratch resistant things are are going to have a field day on these new phones. New processor, yada, yada, yada. There's five colors, that being black, white, orange, that we're going to lie and say is red. Green, that's more of a very, very powder mint color. And navy blue. And yes, there's an iPhone 12 that is sitting at 6.1 inch for the front display. And an iPhone 12 mini 
that is 5.4 inches. So if you are more of a fan of smaller phones, well, the iPhone has you. They got you. Both of these are going to be at least 1080p screens. We're not going to have the older ones being horrendously bad resolution. And, well, it's pretty much everything else we expected. New cameras, yada, yada, yada. And as we expected, it is going to start at $599 for the Mini for a 64-gig model. And $699 for the normal model. Wait, I think I said that wrong. I think it's actually $699 for the Mini. I now need to wait for my store to load up. All right, yeah, I'm glad I checked. $699 for the Mini version, $799 for the 12 model. So the entry point for the iPhone 12 is technically higher because it used to be $749 to get in at at the bare minimum at the six inch display, but it's lower in general, to get into iOS as a whole. Because the Mini is now $50 cheaper. At the same time, Samsung sells a plastic phone for $1,000. Yes, I am still salty about that. No, I don't forgive them. Yes, I think it's a terrible idea, and Samsung still should feel ashamed of themselves. It's awful. Now, if you're thinking that that Apple no longer sells an expensive phone, I've got bad news for you, or good news, depending on how you look at it. There is still going to be the iPhone 12 Pro and the iPhone 12 Pro Max. These both start at 128 gigabyte capacity. They come in the colors of silver, graphite, 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 gold, and Pacific blue. That, like, forest green color they had last year, gone. But they do have the frosted glass on the back. Oh, yeah, I should also say the design has been changed. It looks very much like the old um, iPhone 5s. Except with the uh, full-screen notch display on the front. It still has the same camera bump as the back. The iPhone 12s have two cameras. The iPhone 12 Pros have three cameras. The three cameras have been upgraded on the Pros as well. The 12 Pro sits at 6.1 inch. The 12 Pro Max sits at 6.7 inches for the display. Now, a couple of things that are interesting about the cameras. They apparently also support... A new Dolby video recording standard that I now can't find to save my life on Apple's page, which blows me away because I would have thought they would have wanted to tote that as much as possible because they spent 10 minutes of the blasted keynote on it. Oh, there we go. Dolby Vision up to 60 frames per second. Specifically, they call it HDR video recording with Dolby Vision up to 60 frames per second, 4K video recording, or 1080p video recording at 30 or 60, yada, yada, yada. Apparently at 720, though, they only record, they only support that at 30 frames per second. I could have swore that, oh, yep, there we go. 
they do still support slow-mo video recording at 120 or 240 frames per second. And they also support a night mode time-lapse. So you can keep your phone on a tripod in a still position and pray no one steals it as you do a time-lapse over a couple of hours. I, I don't know. I don't I don't have that much faith that my thousand dollar phone is not gonna be stolen while doing a time lapse. I'm just saying. I'm just gonna keep that on me. That's just that's just the fact. The iPhone twelve pro starts at a thousand dollars, twelve pro max starts at eleven hundred dollars. So those prices didn't move at all. It was basically very few surprises. And yes, as was expected, the iPhone 12 does not come with a power charger or earbuds in the box. You get in the box just the phone and a lightning to USB-C cable. And that cable completely, underline completely, ruins their entire claim for why they decided to not include a power charger in the box. And so as we expected, Apple pretty much touted the reason we are eliminating the power brick inside the box is to save the environment. And in fact, they even said, we encourage other manufacturers to stop doing this. That you too should no longer include free low-grade earbuds in the box and should stop including power adapters because it's now just causing everyone to have a metric ton of power adapters. Which I get. I I personally, granted, I'm a tech head. I do have, like, a drawer of, like, at least a dozen assorted USB power adapters. And for those of you wondering, because someone in the chat just asked, the power adapter from Apple costs... Actually, you know what? Before I make that declaration, let me actually go... And look up the accessories. Oh, one other thing about the about the um, about the uh, iPhone 12, they did reintroduce MagSafe on all of the um, on all of the iPhone 12s around their wireless charging coil. They have magnets now, so that you can just hook up the mags a a charger to there, and it'll charge it wirelessly wirelessly and just connect and just connect via magnets that charger is $40 so you could just do that a wired charger from them I literally cannot find it to save my life but yeah they also showed off for the MagSafe uh, case a wallet attachment that looks awful 
and a b- bunch of other things that I have mixed feelings about. The 12 watt USB power adapter from Apple is $20. And by the way, that's USB A. Or I'm sorry, USB B. So back to what is included in the box. You get a lightning, that's the port on the bottom of the iPhone, to USB-C. If you want to be able to use that cable, the USB-C charger is $50. Hey, Apple. If this is all about the environment, why are you including a a cable almost no one can use? All the adapters we have in our drawers that I... Actually, I don't have any in this particular drawer. I I do have a micro USB cable, though. Two in there, actually. But all the adapters we have are USB-B. So why include Lightning to USB-C? That's wasting materials. That's just adding cables that we're never going to use. And in fact, they'll most likely just sit in a drawer, bend, and eventually break while in storage because of all the other jostling to find a cable that we can use. I'm just saying, Apple... If this is all about the environment, why include any cable? Just something to think about. They also announced the HomePod Mini. Don't buy it. I know, <laughs> I know that's just... I know that's just... Putting words in everyone's mouth, but all right. Here, here's here's what it is. The HomePod Mini is a spherical smart speaker from Apple. By the way, you notice how all the uh, Echo dots are now spherical. Sounds like Amazon got the memo early. That freaking. Uh, Apple was going to launch this. But basically, the sound's supposed to sound pretty good, but the downside, it's powered by Siri, which is one of the worst digital assistants. Like, it's in the top three, but it's in the bottom of the top three. And the whole point of a smart speaker is, in fact, to command it with your voice and if the assistant is terrible what's the point on top of that the mini version the least expensive version is $100 holy cow what does the expensive version cost 
I'm glad you asked. Because I actually have it right here. The original HomePod, which, by the way, has seen no updates, starts at... Actually, I shouldn't say starts. It only exists at $299. At $300. Wow. You want to know why the Echo is so omnipresent when it comes to smart speakers? Oddly enough, as soon as I asked that question, over in my bathroom where there is an Echo Dot, it literally just said, sorry, I don't know that. Well, I'll tell you, Echo Dot, I'll tell you, Alexa. The answer is because when on sale, you can pick up two for $50. Hell, the ones I got here, I picked up last Christmas-ish for 20 bucks a pop. And it's not the best speaker in the world, do not misunderstand, but it's still a very respectable speaker and it gets the job done. That Apple is how you start your home, your smart home infrastructure. A hundred bucks to stick one in a room and get, and use your new intercom system. That ain't going to work. 20 bucks though. Now you're on to something. Also, by the way, uh, OnePlus decided on the same day as the iPhone 12s were announced to say, hey, we have a new phone. Here's the OnePlus 8T. Um, It has 65-watt fast charging because we put two batteries in there instead of one. And that's pretty much its, its big feature. Oh, yeah, 120 hertz display. I mean, honestly, real talk, the phone is pretty good. It's OLED, it's 6.5 inches, you've got a very good dis- you've got a very good processor in there. It's 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 pretty solid. It's pretty solid. And it starts at like freaking I can't find the price now. I had it not too long ago. Where the flip did it go? And it starts at 7.49. Or if you're across the pond, it sells for 600 euros or 549 Doctor Who dollars. It's interesting. I just want to know how many phones has OnePlus put out this year? Maybe it's just because the year 2020 feels like it's blended in with the in all of the 2000s. I'm pretty sure the Pentium 4 also came out in, in 2020. Just because of how long 2020 has been. But it feels like OnePlus has put out like 28 phones this year. I'm, I'm losing my mind. We're going to take a break while I go find my mind. And when we come back, 
I have an update regarding NVIDIA selling their own process, their own C- GPUs, and we have Doom playing on a fridge. We got some fun stories up ahead. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now, so let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So, as we close up, as we close up the week, I've got a few little store updates or story updates. This one being a store update, Nvidia is no longer selling the RTX 3080 and 3090 Founders Edition from their store. They are making it official. You can only now get it from other partners. In the U.S., the exclusive partner is going to be Best Buy. In other countries, good luck? I don't know. This one's actually kind of important to keep an eye on, though. Because here's the thing with the RTX 3000 series on the Founders Edition, especially with the 3080 and 3090. As of right now, NVIDIA sells the best card, period. This may change down the road, but mostly because NVIDIA, we kind of talked about this a, a bit before, but it's kind of been reinforced now as people are kind of stalking where the founders issue can be gotten. NVIDIA cheated with the RTX 3000 series. They went ahead and made a super custom board for themselves, for their founders edition, and an even more custom cooler that has been tested far longer than any other board partner ever had the chance to work on. I mean, for crying out loud, the board partners didn't even have a chance to test to see if the cards worked. But NVIDIA had all that time to go test their custom design, their custom cooler. And heck, their custom cooler is very, very effective. In fact, it works in just about any case except for a rack mount chassis only because the through and through is just going to pump air directly at the lid of the case, making half the cooler completely ineffective. It's kind of a shame, really. Every other manufacturer really didn't have much of a chance, but of course, as this launch becomes more mature, EVGA, Asus, 
those are the only two board manufacturers that are coming up off the top of my head, even though I know there are tons more, are going to figure out more ways to get better cooling, get better power delivery, and be able to squeeze more performance out of these GPUs. What is ready to go out of the box, though, is the Ryzen 5000 processors. It has already been confirmed in one way or another that the Ryzen 5000 processors are going to work on most A520, B550, and X570 motherboards without a BIOS update. The architecture is that similar that you should be able to just drop the processor in, no BIOS update, and it will work. That's amazing. And I would not get used to seeing that. I'm also very skeptical of these confirmations in the first place. Because it's just like, wow, I don't believe you. I know, it's crazy. No, really. I don't believe you. In the end, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Now let's get into some fun stories. How about this wacky motherboard that was found on AliExpress? For $125.30, you can enjoy this motherboard that has four RAM slots, one PCI Express 1X slot on it, four SATA ports, an M.2 slot, four DDR3 RAM slots, but the most important thing here is the fact that the CPU that's soldered onto the board is an AMD A9-9820 8-core desktop processor complete with a R7-350 GPU built onto the CPU. What's so impressive about this, you might ask? It just sounds like you just muttered a whole bunch of nonsense. It is the exact same SOC that is in the Xbox One S. You could go build a desktop with the Xbox One S CPU, which by the way, is an awful idea. The CPU and GPU for the Xbox One and the PS4 are terrible and are only good in the console because of the optimizations of the operating system. But the fact that this board exists that some lunatic over in China had the brilliant idea of taking console processors and just soldering them onto a, to a freaking board and saying, here, go install Windows 10, go nuts, kid. Is amazing. I, I want to, I'm actually curious to see how good of a system this actually makes. I am legit curious. Is building a system with this board? Because keep in mind, 125, that's the motherboard, the CPU, and the GPU. All done. Right there. All that's left 
case storage power supply. That is it. That's all that would be left for that particular build. Actually, now that I think about it, does this motherboard even have HDMI? I think I see where there's an HDMI slot on the motherboard, but I am not 100% certain. The pictures that are on AliExpress for this board do not show the side view for it. Oh, yeah. Someone in the chat did make a good point. You are going to have to try and figure out what the heck your uh, cooling solution is going to be for the CPU. Now, I found out about this through the Linus Tech Tips forums. I am fairly certain since they were on the Linus Tech Tip forums that Linus from Linus Tech Tips also knows about this board. I would say odds are better than not. He has probably already ordered this board and will probably already try to do terrible things with it, like build a system. I'm not going to lie. I'm looking forward to that. As someone who does not have the disposable income to go and waste money on a sketch board with an Xbox Series, or I'm sorry, an Xbox One S processor. I do want to stress that. It's an Xbox One SOC. It is not a Series S SOC. If it was, that would actually be usable. Because remember, the Xbox One series used the Jaguar CPU cores. That's the AMD FX generation. Those were awful CPU cores. Underline awful. I guess we'll see. Someone's going to build it. I'm willing to bet it's going to be Linus. I cannot wait for that bit of stupidity to happen. Speaking of stupidity that happened, someone had a brilliant idea, and that was to take their Samsung smart fridge, use the Android operating system on it to remote into a gaming PC, so that they could play Doom Eternal on their fridge. Thank you. You, you, you done it. You successfully played Doom Eternal on your fridge. However, I want to remind you, you have failed us all because you have not gotten, to, gotten Skyrim or Crisis to play on your fridge. Do that and you will get your cred properly. It's still silly. It is still absolutely silly. However, that is not the dumbest thing that we can play Doom on. How about instead we play Doom 
on a graphing calculator and to boot rather than use normal conventional AA batteries to power said graphing calculator how about we go ahead and have 100 pounds of molding potatoes as a giant potato battery power said graphing calculator that is playing doom why why would you do this I mean, it's nothing new. People have played Doom on graphing calculators. And people have made giant potato batteries. But why? I just... Like, like all I could do is just keep saying, but why? Kind of like all I can do is look at Microsoft... And the fact they have made an AI that will describe images and ask, but why? Well, there is clearly one main reason why. You see, as the great botnet in the sky owned by the corporations, man, steps closer and closer to taking over all of humanity... The only thing we have to fight the robots is the CAPTCHAs. The things that display an image and you gotta type in the letters that are in the image. Well, Microsoft has made a blow for the corporation robots eliminating all of humanity, man. And now, thanks to this AI, man, can go ahead and overpower the CAPTCHAs. We as humans, man, are now completely vulnerable. Man. Okay. Stupid conspiracy theory hippie voice aside. This is actually very fascinating. That we can now get AI. Which by the way. More times than not. Is an absolute joke. To actually go ahead and. Guess pictures properly. Is very very impressive. And I, for one, cannot wait to see what good this can do that will not go ahead and replace all of humanity. Which brings us to the last verb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the week. An airline that cannot launch its planes because of the virus, TM, has decided to turn their airplanes into restaurants, and they sold out in 30 minutes. Singapore Airlines decided to go ahead and do this to turn their airplanes into restaurants. And the most shocking thing is that people in the age of COVID-19 said, yes, I will go out to a restaurant that was turned, that was quickly made, made from a giant compact tube where we are squished in like sardines. I, I I am stunned. I am underlying stunned that people bought into this. But the one thing I do have to ask, are they serving real food or airline food? 
Because of its airline food, which I believe, according to the article, it is not, that has me have even less faith in humanity. Folks, that is going to do it for this episode of Eagle Eyes on Tech. Thank you so much for listening. Please, I do encourage you, feel free to check out our daily podcast, The Early Bird Briefing, which airs every single morning, wherever you found this podcast on iHeartRadio, on iTunes, on whatever the hell Google has nowadays. I'm literally lost track because they're in the middle of redoing it all for the exact same reason we talked about earlier. Pretty much every podcast outlet out there. And check out my Twitch page at twitch.tv slash eaglefalcon. Take care, and hopefully we'll see you next time. I have to ask, do I need to be seatbelted in while I'm at the airplane restaurant? Do I need to watch the pre-flight video every single time when I'm going there just to enjoy my tea or whatever the heck I'm going to an airplane to freaking eat? Do I need to know where the oxygen mask is in case of emergency with this parked airplane that can't even take off? I can't get, I still can't believe it. 30 minutes. It sells out. I I don't know what this says about us. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are intelligent. You make all the right decisions. You were smart before smart was cool and you made it cool again. You have a wealth of knowledge and you are so very clever. <laughs> I bet you already knew I was going to say that, you genius. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you hear you could save big when you switch to Progressive. But I'm pretty sure you already knew that, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Modern leaders. It's not just their ability to reason that we value or their eloquence. It's more than their intelligence that we admire. What truly matters is their humanity. Just like modern leaders, the LS is human at heart. Every aspect of the Lexus LS is crafted around you. Engineered to a higher standard. The human standard. The new 2021 Lexus LS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.